Hey everybody, I'm Amber. And I'm Maggie. And this is Crime Country. And today, we are in Hawaii. Hawaii. Ukulakaliki. That's the Wayne's World thing, but I don't think they're in Hawaii when they say that. I wish we were in Hawaii right now, for real. Me too. That'd be awesome. Right? That'd be nice. Um, but we're not. We're both in our own homes. But our story is in Hawaii this week, so I'm coming at you with some random Hawaii facts. Surfing was invented in Hawaii. Not surprisingly, I guess. I yeah. Guess, I think if I had to guess, I might have said Australia. <laughs> but, because I know Australia. Like, there's a lot of surfers in Australia, but I think Australia is so much bigger than Hawaii. The yeah. surfing community kind of migrated there once they realized it was a thing. But Hawaii is such small islands that it was a more common thing that spread more quickly. So That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you can mail a coconut from Hawaii. Oh, You don't okay. need to put it in any sort of packaging. <laughs> Nothing. You just gotta write the address on the coconut and you can mail that. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's like a thing. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Someone should mail me a coconut. Yeah, if you're listening and you live in Hawaii, like, send us a coconut. (laughs) I'll go get a P.O. box just for it. I know, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, we'll have to get a P.O. box. Not giving people our home addresses. Yeah, I can get mine. I'm moving soon. (laughs) um mount um i did not look up any hawaiian words in advance because i'm not a professional i don't get paid to do this so mount haleakala i feel like i need another lala at the end that's why i said it weird mount haleakala in maui is the largest dormant volcano in the world. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's illegal to own snakes, squirrels, hamsters, or gerbils in Hawaii. That's weird. I think it's mostly because they're not native there, and they want to uh. keep it from becoming a like rodent or a pest when people get sick of their pet and just let it go at the park or whatever. So... Gotcha. They don't have any, like, quote-unquote, they don't have any of those creatures in Hawaii. I'm sure some people, like, break that law, but... Oh, yeah. Um, for the most part, they don't have any snakes in Hawaii, which you'd think there'd be snakes, and they have these little snakes that are non-poisonous and are the size of, like, worms that are, like, Ooh. native to Hawaii. But that they don't, sounds disgusting. Well, they don't even count them as snakes because they're literally just, like, insects, but... Those are the only snakes that are native to Hawaii, according to what I read today. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Hawaii is one of only two states in the United States where all forms of gambling are illegal. The other state is Utah. The other state. Oh, duh. <laughs> uh, fucking Utah. Um, <laughs> and finally, because of the way the Hawaiian islands are situated... Hawaii is the second widest state in the United States because there's 192 islands or something like that. I didn't write the number down. Please forgive me if I'm wrong, and I probably am. But yeah, so that's a lot of freaking islands. Oh well, they're all tiny, but they're so far far apart and considered the state of Hawaii that it's the second widest state next to Texas. 
Yeah, I didn't know or that. Or Alaska, maybe. I didn't read what the other state was, and I assume Texas, but it's probably Alaska. I lied. It's probably Alaska. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Hawaii. Some random stuff about Hawaii. Not all of Hawaii, yeah. obviously. All right, so we're in Hawaii, and I'm going to tell you about a murder in Hawaii. Ooh. Um, but before we get to it, how was your week this week, Amber? Um, it was good. Let's see, what did I do? I cleaned my house. I cleaned, well, I say my house, but I really got sidetracked in the kitchen. And so I spent like a whole day just reorganizing areas of my kitchen and That's all how that cleaning stuff. Goes, but it feels so good when you are done. Yeah, so I'm like, man, this is nice. But then, like, dog hair gets everywhere after a day. So I'm like, I have to freaking oh. vacuum every single damn day. I don't have but, any shedy dogs anymore. Uh, I just have fucking children that leave crumbs everywhere. And toys and paper and stickers and who knows what the fuck else. So I feel ya. Fucking every day. It's like I cleaned yesterday. Why is the house dirty? Yeah, it's crazy. It just all adds up and then my dogs are going nuts now because the neighbor has like a beep on his truck when he backs up so it's like beep 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 and the dogs go apeshit <laughs> um but i had to clean up well i didn't have to but i decided to clean up the halloween decorations today and i had this cute little like thing on the porch with these light up pumpkins and I used like that mesh stuff that you use to make wreaths or whatever. Uh-huh. And I like just made like a little kind of graveyard, I guess. Not really a graveyard, but you know what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. And I was picking it up and I was gonna just like save it, but there was so many dead pincher bugs in it. And I was like, nope, not saving this. It's going in the trash. You mean, like earworms? Yeah. I was Ugh. like Oh, no, thank you. I was like, this is disgusting. They were all dead, but I like didn't even want to touch it. Ear I'm like, Ew, I haven't so seen an earwig in a while. I don't know if that says something about this house. <clears throat> like, that's good. Fucking hate earwigs. My least favorite insect. Yeah, that's... they're disgusting. Um, Mesh shit holds on to everything. Like, yeah. Other material, like anything yes. it rubs against, it just clings to. It was you, all over it. And yeah, I was like, you can't really nope. Save it. I was like, uh, this is going in the trash. It was like 99 cents for this whole entire thing. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't need it. Ugh, your wigs. <laughs> Thank Gross. God they're outside. I haven't seen them in my house, but they're like around the perimeter because we get our little like bug spray or whatever. And so they, they're all dead, well, but they're disgusting. <laughs> and the, the thing that grosses me out or yeah, grosses me out the most about earwigs is when me and Aaron stayed at that one Kirk hotel in Tooele and those things were fucking everywhere. I was taking a shower and they were just like coming out of the fucking nozzle and I was like, oh God, I was like, we cannot uh, stay here. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even know what I would do. I was I, like, fuck this. I'm like, Aaron, we gotta go. It's disgusting. Like literally my biggest fear because I'm blind when I'm showering. Oh. Because my glasses are so fucking strong. And when I'm in the shower, I just like everything's a blur. So I'm just like, this is uh. my shower's not the cleanest because I can't see it when I'm in there. So I'm like, I don't care. 
Um, I mean, I keep it pretty clean, but like, eh, whatever. It looks fine to me because I literally can't see it. Um, it's not disgusting. I promise. <laughs> For everyone who hasn't seen my home, I'm not a dirty person. But I don't. I don't care if there's a little bit of like soap scum or whatever because I can't see it. But literally, <laughs> if I saw like a dark spot, I would oh. have to get within like four inches of it to see. What oh it heck was. no! And then it'd like touch your eyeball or something. And if it turned out to be a fucking earwig, Ooh. I I I think I would leave the home and never come back <laughs> because I was already in the shower, so I couldn't take a shower to get clean. That place isn't safe anymore. I would have to, like, <laughs> That's not a safe space anymore. <laughs> I would have to burn it all down or just leave and never come back. I'm pretty sure. Earwig or a centipede? Nope. Ew, centipedes are disgusting. I saw one of those in my backyard, like, dead. The, like, At least it, it was, was dead. I don't, I don't remember when it was. I think it was this past weekend. Um, but it was dead also, thank goodness. Like, um, honestly, I can kill huge spiders. Oh, I hate spiders, too. Sometimes Ooh. they gross me out and get to me, but, like, I'm like, okay, I know what needs to be done. Earwig or centipede, I'm like, someone please come help me. I can't, like, nope, 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 nope. I can't deal with this. Nope. I need nope, an nope, adult, nope. please. I, don't know I need why. an adult. I need an adult. I don't know why those are the things, but I can't. They're pretty disgusting. But... <sighs> okay. Um. Anyways, moving on from the gross... But yeah, so I cleaned my house and it was nice. Did and... you work this week? Hmm? Did you work this week? Oh, yeah. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. I didn't. But... So the... Or no, I did. <sighs> I work such a weird shift. So it's Monday today when we're recording. So I worked last week, but I didn't work today. Oh, yeah, because you work three days every other week. Yeah. Lucky. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I worked last week and it was a freaking nightmare because so many people don't do their job. And then when I reach out, they just ignore me. And so things get progressively worse. And then for the best company. And so now I'm dealing with the repercussions of that this week because I couldn't process enrollments for 11-1. So now everybody's calling me today asking for their ID cards to go to the doctor because they all have appointments on the day their benefits become effective. Who does that? Everybody, literally everybody fucking does that. If you're listening to this and you do that, please just give it a couple days. Literally. Make sure in advance. Like it'll... Um, or just give your doctor a heads up and be yeah. like, hey, man, I'm switching companies. I'm switching insurance. Like, My insurance is changing. going to be a delay. Like, just <laughs> bill me like two days later. Uh, uh, no. So, yeah, today was a nightmare. And then I just talked to people and they're so upset with me. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, I wish I could give you the information that you need, but I literally cannot. If I could fix this, I would, but you're going to have to give me some time. Yeah. I'm like, I... just like a day? Anyways, so I'm moving, like... I think. Okay, so I, I need to apologize. No, I I was going to say, I think next week, but then I... What? Well, like, in the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> well, wait, next week? That was expedited. <laughs> Not next week. In the next couple weeks. But, like, shit's getting done. I I need to, I should have started off this last 10-minute rant that we've done 
with an apology. Um, because our Halloween episode did not come out um before Halloween. Uh, yeah, we really fucked that one up, guys. Sorry. By, by we, we mean me, Maggie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this spreadsheet, like a Google document, that we keep track of our episodes on. And for some reason, the dates got off. And it said that the Halloween episode would be coming out after the George episode, but still on 1028. And so I just, like, didn't look at the calendar. And on 1028, I posted the Georgia episode. And my mom was like, um, why didn't you post the episode we recorded together for Halloween? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Halloween's in, like, two days, three days. <laughs> Definitely not going to release another episode before that. I just am fucking dumb and don't know how a calendar works. So hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode last week. At the beginning of November. Um, it's still a good episode. Sorry about all the talking over each other and loud laughing. But we had a really good time. So let yeah. us know if you enjoyed it. Don't let us know if you hated it. Because you don't let us know when you hate or love anything anyways. So yeah, reach out if you like us. If you don't, just don't. Anyways. <laughs> just don't. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I should probably tell my story, right? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so today I'm going to tell you about the murder of Catherine Walker. Catherine Walker. On November 15th, 2014, Michael, that's pretty recent. It's not an Yeah, that's one. not even that long ago. And you know me and my old-timey ones. Yeah, so I'm surprised it's such a recent case. I know, and I kind of feel bad because it's not native Hawaiians that are involved in the case. Mm, I, just, I think that's okay. I know. I mean, they're the victim's a white lady, and I feel like people of color deserve their t- stories to be t- told better. But when you do what we do and you don't investigate, you just retell other people's stories, you have to find a story that has enough details printed for you to do. Yeah. And... So I apologize if you're a native Hawaiian and you wanted to hear a case of a Hawaiian person. This is not it. She was an army wife stationed in Hawaii. But our last episode in Hawaii did feature the murder of a native Hawaiian. So if you want to listen to that episode, it was from the 1930s or something. So it wasn't recent. But it was a native Hawaiian that was the victim. Okay, anyways. So I'm going to tell you today about the murder of Catherine Walker. On November 15th, 2014, Michael Walker, Walker. I'm like, Walker or Rocker? I said it weird. It's my brother's middle name that he went by for a very long time. So I should be able to say it. But on November 14th, 15th, 1914. I feel like this is going to be a long episode. You only feel that way because I was talking for a solid 40 minutes when we weren't recording about nothing. We have only recorded like 15 minutes so far. Oh, okay. Then it's not going to be very long still. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a super long story once I get into it. (laughs) Just getting into it. I'm not one line in yet. I'm four (laughs) words in. (laughs) (laughs) On... November 15th of 2014, Michael Walker, 
came home from his overnight shift as an army medic at the Tripler Army Medical Center in Honolulu, Hawaii. He lived on base with his wife, Catherine, and had worked from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. the previous night. The base they lived on had a name I can't pronounce and I didn't even put in my notes, but I listened to a couple things about it and they kept saying it and I was like, all of them sound really unsure as they say it. (laughs) And I'd already written that he just lived on base uh, as a medic in Honolulu and I was like, that's good enough. So, yeah, sorry. Um, so anyways, that's good enough for me. He was in the army. He was a medic. He wasn't, I don't think he was like active duty, but he still was working in the army as a medic at their hospital on base. Does okay. that, is that a thing? I don't know. I think that's probably a thing. Yeah. So maybe he still was active duty and just not deployed. That's probably what it is. Anyways. So he gets home. He's working the overnight shift as a medic at the hospital and he returns home to a horrible scene. He found his wife, Catherine, covered in blood in the couple's bedroom. Uh, there was ooh. a knife from their kitchen laying near her hand on the ground, but she was obviously dead. So Michael immediately calls 911. Um, Catherine and Michael had been married since 2003. It's now 2014. 14. It was November 15th, 2014. I couldn't remember if it was November 14th, 2015, or vice versa. So it's now November 14th. It's 2014. They've been married 11 years. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so they've been married since 2003. 11 years. Catherine grew up in Albany, New York, and she was a devout Mormon. Michael also was a Mormon. Um, I didn't get as much information on his past, but they met through their religion, and they were both super religious people. So they met in New York. They eventually got stationed in Hawaii because of his job. They were hopeful to start a family. They wanted to have babies, but they'd suffered a lot from infertility, and then Catherine had had several miscarriages over the last 10 years. So... Not great. They were about to start IVF. They were hopeful to have some kids eventually, but it had been really hard on them. Yeah. No kidding. That's hard on anybody. Yeah. No, I, like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so the Army Criminal Investigation Department took on the case since it happened on base. So it wasn't the regular police in Honolulu. It was the Army Criminal Investigation Department. Okay. And they came pretty quickly. When Michael first called police, he obviously stated, like, I think my wife stabbed herself. I I don't know. Like, please get an officer to me. Oh, just because the knife was, like, by her hand? Yeah. And she was on the ground, and and he was, like, I... My wife's covered in blood. She's on the ground. I think she might have stabbed herself. And that would be a terrible way to to go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For some reason, the police, the first police officer that responded to the call, thought she was responding to like a drunk driving incident, and so she was fully not prepared for what she was about to encounter. So she like got to the house and she started knocking on the door. 
and no one was answering. So she kept knocking and knocking and she was like, this is a place, please answer. And after like a minute and a half of knocking, Michael answered the door and he was like, my wife's in here. And she was like, wait, what? So then like ambulance and fire department, like everybody got dispensed. But that was a little weird thing in the investigation. So, <laughs> so dispensed. That just made me laugh because I never heard it like that. And then I was thinking to myself, like, what is dispensed? And then I was like, dispatched. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I was reading from my notes there. So, dispatched <laughs> is probably the the uh, more normal way to say those words. Dispensed. dispensed. They were dispensed. Uh, I mean, it means the same thing, right? Probably. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, take another sip of your drink, Maggie. You obviously need it. Yeah, dispensed. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Distribute or provide. So they were distributed to go help this lady. Yeah, Fine. but dispatched means, like, people and not just, like, candy or, like, mints. <laughs> The bubble gum was dispensed from the bubblegum machine. <laughs> yeah, the bubblegum dispenser. <laughs> okay, so she was dispatched, and he was weird. She was surprised, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm ready to continue. <laughs> so, the Army Investigative criminal investigation department took over the case and they get there they get to the scene people have assessed it they determine she's dead so they leave her there for the investigation and they start looking around and so they obviously instantly take michael aside and they're like is there anyone who would have wanted to hurt Catherine?" and he tells them that she's been very depressed lately because of their miscarriages and infertility problems and struggles, and that he thinks she did this to herself. And they're like, um, <laughs> she was stabbed like a bunch of times. I don't know about it, man. There's no fucking way. Like, period. <laughs> There's no way she stabbed herself completely through her neck multiple times. Yeah, no. That didn't happen. That's so, not a thing. Thanks for making yourself a suspect. Idiot. Good job. Um, and while they were questioning him, they were like, he was really distraught, but also like really composed in his answers at the same time. Mm. So he was like rocking back and forth, but giving them like seemingly rehearsed answers. But and he's a good actor. So they're like trying to question him and he's rocking back and forth and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. And they're like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What? So they were like, okay, like, please walk us through the steps. You got home. You found her body. Did you try and give her CPR? And he was like, yeah, I tried to give her CPR. And they were like, okay. And they were like, and she was completely unresponsive at that point. And he was like, yeah. And they're looking at him and she's just covered in blood. And there's not a drop of blood on him. At all. And they're like, so he didn't give her CPR. He didn't even get close to her. He didn't touch her. Touch her body. Yeah. So they're like, that doesn't add up. Cool, bro. 
Um, <laughs> cool, bro. What else you got for me? <laughs> so they're like, okay, like just take a breath, whatever. They get him outside while they're assessing her or in the home or whatever. And while he's outside, obviously the police are keeping an eye on him and they overhear him telling somebody that um, him and Catherine had gotten in an argument the night before, before he went to work about food or something just insignificant. But they were like, okay, take note of that. They had gotten in a fight. And then he, the army priest or whoever showed up because they, the beacon, is that what they're called? Deacon? Deacon or deacon. <laughs> I think it's a deacon. Yeah, deacon. Um, He showed up and he was like trying to comfort Michael. And Michael just kept trying to insist that she was suicidal to the deacon. And mm. the, the police were like kind of eavesdropping on that too because it was just happening on the curb outside of the house or whatever. So they're like, okay, this wasn't suicide. This guy really wants us to think it was suicide. Yeah. He's being weird. We're going to keep an eye on this guy. So they're like, hey, bro, like, please come with us for more. Just like to talk to us about what could have happened here back to the station. And he was like, yeah, of course. And they were like, can we have permission to search your home? And he was like, absolutely. And he was like, can we have permission to look in your vehicles and your electronics? And he was like, totally. It's fine. And they're like, hate to do this we need to take the clothes you're wearing just because we have to he was like that's fine and they gave him random clothes to wear so he was being super helpful in all the other ways so he's acting weird but at the same time his he just found his wife's dead body and he's being super helpful in all the ways this spouse should be helpful so they're confused so they start looking into Catherine's life. She was found first thing in the morning, so so they start questioning everybody else in her life. Like, news spreads quickly on the island yeah. that she was dead. And so they're like, does anybody know who might want to hurt Catherine? And her friends were like, like her good friends that she talked to all the time, were like, um, a week ago, her and Michael had gone on a hike and when they got back to their car, it had been broken into. But the only thing that had been taken was Michael's wallet. And Catherine was freaked out by this. Because now whoever took that wallet had her home address. Oh, yeah. And she felt like it was really targeted and that they were going to come for them. She's like, they know where we live. This is fucking scary. It's weird they didn't look through other stuff in the car and they only took the wallet. Like I'm freaked out. And she told everyone she knew. She told her parents yeah. back in New York. She told all of her friends. She was like super freaked out by this car robbery. And I think it was just because just the wallet was taken that like freaked her out so bad. But yeah. she got a really bad vibe in her head that something terrible was going to happen because of this robbery. So she told everybody she had a premonition that something awful was about to happen to her and her husband at their home, which is really fucking weird. And as yeah. those friends and family, I don't even know what I'd be thinking at this point. Like, holy shit, it happened. Who would have Right? Because what, what do you do if, like, someone's telling you, like, hey, our wallet got stolen and I think someone's going to come to our house and, like attack us yeah it's like um don't like, stay at your house I guess. what can you do 
But like, right? How long do you not stay at your house? Change all your locks? They still or you just freaking you lock and load, man? Yeah. I don't know. So, and it doesn't help that Michael worked night shift. So he worked from 6 p.m. Oh. to 6 a.m. at the hospital. And so yeah. she's home alone all night, every night, or every night that he works at least. So she was super scared and had told a lot of people that she was scared a week before she was murdered and then she was murdered. I guess I would probably be kind of paranoid too if I was home alone and like some. One had our address and, but I don't know. There had to have been something else that like triggered all these thoughts, you know? Yeah. She was obviously feeling insecure about something. Safety. I don't know. Spencer's gone a lot at night. No one find out where I live. Um, please. Yeah. Uh, But I, I occasionally get in my own head at night. Like what if somebody broke in? What if this? What if that? And it's like. Right. You can drive yourself crazy with that nonsense. And it, I, like, honestly, the best way to calm myself down is like, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing I can do to prevent it at this point. Yeah, pretty much. That doesn't seem healthy as a way to like calm it down, but it helps me in a way. Like, well, I mean, what can I do right it, now? What yeah, what's the alternative? What do you do? myself to no sleep or yeah, no. no sleep and no. I couldn't have done anything else. My house is locked, secured, videotaped. Like, I don't, like, what else could I do? So, yeah. You kind of just, like, try and convince yourself it's going to be okay. So, now that she was actually dead, investigators were like, okay, well, we need to take her fears very seriously. Yeah, obviously. Because a week ago, she was telling everybody, like, I'm pretty sure someone's going to come to our house and kill us. And That's so crazy to get those feelings up. So there's got to be more to this story. And then she died. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So they're like, well, Michael seems suspicious, but he was with her when she was hiking and the car was broken into and he couldn't have done that. So who knows? Um. And so they take him in for questioning at the station and they're asking him these questions and he's being super honest with them and as helpful as can be. He's like, Go through my house, go through my car, take my electronics, look at all my interactions with people, like, just do whatever you got to do. And they're like, okay, but he's being really weird. And so they're definitely considering him a suspect. So they're like, how faithful have you been in your relationship? And he's like, okay, well, I have Well, uh... I've been correlating with other people. And they were like, the fuck does correlating with other people mean? Correlate? I've been correlating with them. What? Co- uh, collaborating? Co- like, co-relating? That's what me and you, you do. Like, <laughs> co- co-relate to each other. Yeah. <laughs> if I break down the word in my layman terms. But they're like, <laughs> mm, what, what exactly does that involve? And he was like, well, I've been talking to other women online. Um, he was like, I, I went on dating apps. I, what? Uh, I, I, I've been talking to other people and for the last year or so I've been meeting random people off of Craigslist and hooking up with them. I've I've Ah! not been faithful in my marriage, but he was super honest about it. And at that point in time, they're like, okay, you're officially a suspect. 
Yeah. At that point, it was just like, okay, he's kind of acting weird, but everybody grieves differently. He just found his dead wife, but he's also being super helpful. So, like, maybe he's a suspect, maybe not. And then they're like, okay, dude's wife was just brutally murdered, and he's been cheating on her. With a bunch of Craigslist creepers. With randos, yeah, from the internet. So they're like, okay, we need to Mirandize him. So then Miranda writes, what are those, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be held against you. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be provided to you. Yeah. So. Blah, blah, blah. They're you like, know. hey, we're going to Mirandize you. Because that's sus as fuck. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I want an attorney. And they're like. Uh-huh, okay. Who were these people you were hooking up with? And he was like, um, well, just random people. So they uh-huh. completely ignored his request for an attorney and just kept asking him questions. Mm. And he, at this point, like, he just found his dead wife and he's being interrogated and he didn't think he could just leave. And they ignored his request for an attorney, so he just kept answering their questions. That could bite them in the ass later on, right? Yeah, because they're fucking retards. <laughs> they literally Mirandized him and he responded that he wanted an attorney. So at that point, they have to like cut it. And they ignored it. They were like, hey, you have the <laughs> right to an attorney. And he was like, okay, I want one. And they were like, nah, here's more questions. And he was just like, I guess I have to answer these. So he kept talking to them and answering their questions and getting frustrated because they seemed to think he was a murderer. And so he found her body at like a little after 6 a.m. The police got to the house by like 6.50 p.m. So I don't know exactly what time he got home or how long it took the police to get there. He got off work at 6 a.m. Police were there by 6.50 a.m. She'd been dead several hours. So they get to the scene They are talking to him at the scene. After a little while, they take him into the station to question him. And they start Mm -hmm. questioning him. So they Mirandize him after a couple hours. And then after they didn't give him an attorney and they kept questioning him, he asked for a lawyer again because he's feeling pretty attacked. Yeah, he's like, okay, guys, that's enough. Yeah, and it's a few hours after the first time he asked for an attorney, and they just ignored it. And so he was like, I I think I would like a lawyer. And they were like, okay, sure, but what do you think about this? And they didn't get, they didn't stop questioning him. They didn't get him an attorney, and they kept questioning him. They're ruining it. Yeah. So during this interrogation of him, he admits that he had an affair with a 24-year-old woman named Lisa Jackson. Uh-oh, is Lisa Jackson a murderer? Uh, maybe. So uh, he's like 42, I want to say. Mm. And well, she's, half his, or she's half his age, basically. Yeah, and Catherine was like 38 or 39, so a couple years younger than him. And they've been <laughs> married for at least 11 years at this point. So... During this investigation, hours are passing, and they're asking him all sorts of questions, and finally he admits he's been, like, hooking up with randos on Craigslist, and then he was like, well, for the last couple months I've been seeing this girl, Lisa Jackson, um, 
She's 24. And she asked me to leave Catherine. And then he like takes a pause and he's like, I wonder if Lisa had something to do with this. Oh. And. I mean, it's feasible since they were hooking up and she's like, oh, he wants to be with me and not his wife and he should leave her. So they And then she's probably young and naive and. He's older and yeah, whatever. So at this point they get a little harder on him and questioning and he's realizing that they're suspecting him of the murder and not Lisa. And so he's like, okay, I admit I have a sex problem or I have a problem. I have a sex addict and I'm not a murderer, but I do have a problem. I'm a sex addict. That's why I've been hooking up with these people on Craigslist. And he was at work like all night. Yeah, he wasn't there. He had a very solid alibi. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, it seems like you wouldn't really want to be married with these relationships you've been having. And he's <laughs> like, you know what? Like, I I, am a sex addict, but I'm not a murderer. Lisa, I haven't seen Lisa for a while. She's crazy. And she's oh. been threatening my wife to me. Oh. And. To him like, directly. Yeah, she told him that she was going to hurt his wife or something, whatever threatening my wife means. This is all, like, recorded video, and there's not, I don't know. I couldn't, I didn't watch all the video, so I don't know. But he was like, she's the one threatening my wife. It's I have a sex addiction, but not murder addiction. (laughs) So finally, he's like, I want a lawyer. And they're like, For the third time. For the third time he asked for a lawyer. And they're like, okay, we need to let this guy get a lawyer. Because he seemed pretty sure this time that he wanted one. (laughs) He seemed extra sure this time. Like, not real sure the two times before, but... This time for sure he wants one. This time, I think we're getting the hint. And it was all recorded. So what fucking idiots. So, at this point, he'd been awake for over 24 hours. Because he went to work at 6 p.m. the night before. So, he'd been awake since a little bit before 6 p.m. And they found her body at, like, well, the police came at, like, 6.50. He was at the scene for a little while. And then they took him to police precinct or whatever they took him. And he was questioned for 12 hours. Wow. So, it's been... Over 24 hours that he hasn't slept. And obviously that needs to be taken into consideration for everything he's said. Yeah, I would just be like, done. I would be like, oh, guys, I, I'm i exhausted. I mean, if you found your husband dead. Well, yeah, true. Maybe you wouldn't be able to sleep, but also fucking crying and like, yeah. hysterics takes so much out of you. Mm-hmm. I can be fully rested and have a good cry and just be like, I'm, I I need to sleep now. I need a nap, yeah. Like, I'm done for the day unless I get a nap in because I cried. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Anyways. So, they let him go. And everyone at the military base that they lived in was on edge, obviously. Yeah, no kidding. A random murderer. And even though this was a military base, the gates weren't guarded. What? Yeah, it's a small base, I guess, in Hawaii. I don't know. But they're still 
like a gotta be a gate if it's a military base, right? Like to get onto the base, there's there was a, a gate entrance. and no guards, so literally uh. anyone could come onto the base, like a, okay, a non guarded gate. But with being on a military base, everyone who lived there had a sense of security, and this just shook that to their core because yeah. they're like, oh shit, we don't have a guard. And apparently our island isn't as safe as we thought it was because Hawaii is pretty safe when it comes to major crimes. Yeah. It's hard to find good true crime stories to tell. Good. That's a bad word. Um, (laughs) We get it. Details. Yeah. Gory, awful true crime stories to tell because Hawaii is generally a safe place. But this shook everybody because they're like, oh shit, this could have been anyone. Right? Anyone could have walked into our homes and murdered us. And so... Well, um, are you dating randos off Craigslist? <laughs> right. I mean, that that kind of helps the situation. Yeah, weird. It doesn't help the situation. <laughs> so weird how that leads into things. Um, so, rumors are swir- swirling. And everyone's like, um, obviously, Michael had something to do with this. But... Because whenever there's a huge news-breaking crime story, all the rumors swirl. And just like with Elizabeth Smart, the local community was like, her dad murdered her. Yeah. Like, that was the thing going around. Everyone was like, her dad did it. Her dad's weird. Her dad's hiding something. And And they just create this story. Yeah, and that wasn't the case at all, but we were convinced. It was like the new John Bonet, and everybody was convinced John Bonet's parents hid whatever happened. And so then Elizabeth Smart shows up because someone rando abducted her. So the local community is gossiping that Michael had something to do with it. But Catherine's father went on the news and was like super vocal. I think he still lived in New York, but I think he flew there for the investigation or whatever. And he was like, I don't think Michael could have ever done this to my daughter. And all of Catherine's friends were like, she told us a week ago that someone broke into her car and she was scared they were going to come at her after her. Like, yeah, that's a weird coincidence. That's not just a coincidence. Something happened. And her dad was like, I think whoever did that is the one who perpetrated all of this. And Michael w- was with her and wanted to protect her. Michael couldn't have done it. So like, it was a quiet grumble of gossip but for the most yeah. part everybody was just kind of scared of like who the fuck did this and they were all on edge and they didn't get any answers for quite some time so days passed without answers and then weeks passed without answers so did they ever question this craigslist girlfriend and then months passed without uh. answers and then finally on April, in April of 2015, five months after the murder, police announced they were indicting Lisa Jackson for the murder. Oh, five months go by? Why Why did they wait five months? They had her name the day of the murder. That's why did they wait five months? I don't understand. For anyone who doesn't remember, Lisa Jackson was the 24-year-old woman that Michael... Walker admitted that he had had a relationship with for a couple months. And apparently it took five months to get enough evidence to arrest her. 
But when they indicted her, they had a bit of a battle because she didn't live in Hawaii anymore. So they had to go fucking oh. find her. But Of course she didn't live there because she's going to fucking murder someone and then she's out of there. Well, and then I like, realize the man you murdered her for doesn't want to be with you. Um, but so they were looking for her. They're like, we're ready to indict this lady. And they're like, oh, shit, she doesn't live where she lived five months ago. But thankfully, she wasn't hard to track down. And they found her in Indiana. They arrested her in Indiana, did all this shit to extradite her back to Hawaii. And they're finally able to question Lisa about these this murder. So nobody really knows why it took them five months to make this arrest. Michael brought her to their attention the day the murder happened. And yeah. no one, like, the, they haven't released their investigation details. And it was like an army investigation as well. So I think that stuff sealed harder than, like, not army investigations. I don't know. Yeah, but they need to do better. Like, why wouldn't you question a person for five months? Yeah, yeah. That's brought to your attention immediately, and, like, it's a sketchy situation from the get-go. Yeah. Dev, you go find fucking Lisa Jackson. Like, you don't need evidence to fucking ask her some questions. Exactly. So as soon as they find her five months later, they arrest her, extradite her. The Hawaii Army investigators are like, hey, we're arresting you for murder of Catherine Walker. And she's like... I admit to everything, but I'm going to tell you all the whole story. And they're hmm. like, fantastic. Why they didn't fucking put some pressure on her five months ago? Because she obviously would have talked. Yeah, she would have been like, okay, uh, you got me. Yeah. Let me roll over. So they arrest her and she's like, I'm not going down for this alone. And she tells investigators that she and Michael had met in September of 2014. The murder happened in November of 2014. It had been a little over two months of them dating, quote-unquote, before this murder happened. They met on a dating app. He told her pretty much instantly that he was married, and she was like, okay, whatever, like, we can just hook up. Um, She was like a kid he was an older man like whatever they live really close together like a couple blocks away and so it made it really easy for them to start their affair but their easy hookup quickly turned into like strong emotional connection or whatever whatever some abusive asshole wants to turn your relationship into when you're a vulnerable 24 year old We'll get a little more into that later. Um, So it falls into this super intense relationship very quickly. And it doesn't take long for Michael to start telling Lisa that his deepest desire is for his wife to die. Oh, Jesus. Isn't that your deepest desire in life? Your partner should die? That's disgusting. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. So he he says like uh don't like, I can't divorce her. Why the fuck not? It'd be so expensive. And so you think killing her is the way to go? You're gonna- <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I have a four hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy on her. 
That never works out, bro. Right? It never works out. Sure. $400,000 is not even that much money. No. Especially if you live in fucking Hawaii. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in (laughs) Hawaii. That's like fucking nothing, probably. That's like a tiny apartment in Hawaii. Um, But... I could, like, quit my job and live on the beach. If she died, he would get $400,000. If she divorced him, he would lose, like, half of everything. Stupid. So, um, investigators are like, bing pop. And I don't know if they started looking into the texts between the two before they arrested Lisa. Or if they weren't able to get, like, access to all of her texts until after they arrested her. But they start looking at the texts and the emails between Lisa and Michael. And it reveals a lot of shit. So they started talking about how much they wanted each other. But he would always be like, ah, it's too bad there's someone that stands in the way. Oh. And he mentioned it a couple times very obviously. like. If only my wife would die. We're like, that's too bad. Ah. She's in the way. And so it took like two mentions of that between texts and emails between the two of them for them to start plotting her murder. Wow. Yeah. So they tried to code their text messages and emails. Mm. And by code, I mean just like not directly say <laughs> kill her. Um, so like... Shortly before <laughs> before her murder, he texts her, "You have my permission. The sooner, the better." Mm. Not a hundred percent like to murder my <clears throat> wife. He left that part of the sentence out, but like knowing uh, the situation, what else? And yeah. a w- week after he sent her that text, there's a bunch of texts and emails and stuff that I'm leaving out because I just didn't have an easy way to read through all of them quickly. But yeah. There was other stuff between them, nothing blatantly saying, like, kill my wife. But he says, you have my permission. The sooner the better. So we have her that. She went to the house while he was working during the middle of the night, and she tried to murder Catherine, but all the doors and windows were locked, so she just couldn't get in the house. And so the ah. next... Yeah, you know. And the next day, she, and she's telling the police all of this. Wow. Because they arrested her and she's like, yeah, he told me I had his permission to do it. So a week later I tried to do it, but all the doors and windows were locked. So I let him know. So the next day he texts her and he says, oh, he left it open, huh? He says, I need my desire taken care of soon. I'm going crazy. Uh. And she responded, I know daddy cakes. Oh, God. Because she called him daddy cakes and he called her baby girl. Daddy cakes? Daddy cakes. And she says, I know daddy cakes. I was going to, but I ran into a problem, an access problem. And he said, oh, I see. I can help with that. And the next day, the two of them met up in a gym parking lot. And he, they discussed her access problem. And he was like, okay. I'll try. What do you do? Give her the keys? He was like, I'll try and leave a window open for you. But if that doesn't work, I'll hide a key on the gravel oh. driveway. And I'm going to text you after I get to work. And if I text you good, it means that window's unlocked and you can go through the window. If I text you 
bad, it means I had to hide the key in the gravel driveway and you'll have to find it. Oh my God. And since a week before the car had been broken into and Catherine was so scared that someone was coming to the house, every night before she went to bed, she went through every single window in their house and made sure it was locked and every single door and made sure it was locked. Good. I would have did the same shit. She thought she was going to be murdered. That breaks my heart. Yeah, that's terrible. So on November 14th, 2014, around midnight that night, so between November 14th and November 15th, Michael sent a text to Lisa that said, bad. So she knew she had to look for the key in the gravel driveway. And she found it. And... She got in the door, and they knew Michael would have a solid alibi because he would have been work at work from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. So she went around midnight, found the key, unlocked the door. She went straight to the kitchen and got a knife, and then she went to the bedroom and found Catherine asleep in bed. She mm. stabbed her multiple times. Nothing I read said how many times, but it was quite a Probably few. Probably a lot. And it was all in, like, the upper... It was mostly in the neck area. So it was, like, upper chest, neck, and face area. And then she waited there for half an hour to make sure Catherine died before she left. Oh, my God. So as, as soon as she was arrested, five months later, Lisa admitted to everything. She told them that she did it. And that Michael had been 100% involved in the planning and the reason she did it. But along with all this investigation and talking to her, they realized that she had been diagnosed as schizophrenic several years before. And she knew she was schizophrenic. And she had been diligent in taking her medication. But at the time of the murder... Her insurance had lapsed. Her, uh, so at the time of the murder, her insurance had lapsed and she couldn't afford her schizophrenia medication. Oh, that's bad news bears. Man. It is. And she wanted to be on it, but she just couldn't afford it. So she wasn't on her medication for a couple months. And that happened to coincide with her meeting Michael and him putting this plan into motion and her or him taking advantage of her completely yeah as an older man and knowing that she was mentally unstable so he was fully aware of that yeah i mentioned that a little bit later on but yes he knew that she like she was open like she knew herself and i think going into like relationships she was like yeah i'm schizophrenic but i medicate like i am just living my best life And I think she mentioned to him that her insurance was lapsed and she couldn't afford her medication that month or whatever. And he saw an opportunity. So he started a relationship. That's sick. As a man twice her age, just trying to use her as a pawn. It's fucking gross. Yeah, what a fucker. Yeah. So she tells the police everything and that she was off her medication. She didn't want to be. She just couldn't afford to be on her medication. Which, what the fuck? Yeah. Just as, like, a person in society, 
please let's do something to give all people with these type of mental illnesses access to free medication please exactly like cut down on homelessness and yeah like criminal like criminal action that sounds fucking really privileged to say but also like people deserve free mental health care yeah because i mean she knew what medication she needed to be on to be like a functioning human and she lived within a couple blocks of the walkers so i think she was in the military or worked oh yeah because she was on that would be considered base right I never saw that she lived on base, so I don't want to say yes for sure. But if it was in, like, a couple blocks, but it probably had said to. she lived within a couple blocks that made their affair easy to start. So she either lived on base or right off of base, and she knew what medication she needed, but her insurance had just lapsed. So she couldn't <sighs> afford it because it was too expensive. And that's some fucking shit that needs to be, be better in... Just in lots of medications in general, yeah, it's a fucking so it's a disaster. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Diabetics can't afford insulin to live. Yeah, or right. schizophrenics can't afford their medication to live. Yeah, it's life. sick. Like, it's, the world we live in is disgusting, yeah, it's and it's pressure. just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it sucks. So. They arrest her. She admits to everything. She was like, I wasn't medicated at the time. I don't know what came over me, but I did it. He definitely asked me to. Here's all my texts and emails. Like, yeah, you have every right to arrest me, but please get this dude too. Yeah, but please at least know the whole story and like, I will give you whatever you need. Yeah. So it took another six months before they arrested Michael. Of course it did. After Lisa's confession. So. That's been uh, over a year. It was a year. It was a solid year. She died in November. He was arrested in November of 2015. A year later. So. He was arrested. But because he was in the army. There was some weird roadblocks. Um, The investigation. Like their interview with him. And their look into his life. Revealed his many affairs. During his marriage to Catherine. But it also revealed that it was not just him, like, meeting women online. He was paying men that he met online for sex. Oh. And. Oh. Yeah, like, weird guilt in his own mind. I don't know what caused him to be that way. But he was paying men for sex. And he allowed them to search his home and his devices so they confiscated all of his electronics at that time to look into who might want to murder Catherine. So I don't know when they found this information. I don't know if they didn't look into it until after Lisa's confession. But they yeah. find he's meeting randos on Craigslist. Plus he's paying men online for sex. And then they dig a little deeper and they find, oh, he's a fucking pedophile. Oh, this guy's all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, so they found 92 pictures and 19 videos on his computer that included child pornography. Oh, The computer that he let them take immediately after the murder. He was like, please search anything you have to. Take whatever you need to. Just find her murder. Because he thought 
he could just be like, well, I've been having an affair with this crazy woman. I think she did it. And they would just accept that and move on. So that woman that he was having an affair with was like, now this guy fucking fed off my mental health. Made me do that. Look into him. Yes, I did it. Like, I admit all that. This guy's a fucking freak. Yeah. So they look into him. They find he's a pedophile. But the fact that he was in the army threw up different challenges for his prosecution. So before the state could try him for murder, which is what they wanted to do, the army court, the army court-martialed him and tried him on the child pornography charges in 2016. So she was murdered in 2014. Lisa confessed six months later in the beginning of 2015. He was arrested in November of 2015. He wasn't tried for anything until 2016. And that was the court-martial for the child porn. And... He was found guilty on those charges and received a 27-month conviction. Okay, so what I found on this part was a little confusing. So I think he found he got a 27-month conviction for the child porn. But shortly thereafter, he had a second court martial for sexually abusing a child. There's not like any details released about who the child was or what happened, which is fine. Give that child some privacy. Yeah, for whatever. sure. Um, and he was found guilty on that as well. So between those two charges, he got a total of confinement uh, between those two court martials because this was all handled within the U.S. Army court martial process. Yeah. So between those two trial charges, child pornography and fucking child abuse, he got ten years of confinement which i think is imprisonment yeah and then dishonorably discharged yeah good he better fucking get dishonorable discharge and then his rank was reduced one level just one yes so he can still say he was like an admiral admiral instead of a fucking whatever sergeant i don't know i don't remember i didn't put down what the rank was but it it just would reduce one. But if anybody looked into it, they would see he was dishonorably discharged. So at least there's that. I yeah, guess. Because that is pretty that that's like a felony, I think. Should be. Yeah, to be dishonorably discharged, I think it's a felony. Well, he fucking sexually assaulted a child, so I fucking Yeah, he, he's definitely a felon. So after the army did their ten years of confinement whatever, to court-martials with him, the state was finally able to charge him for murder of his wife, Catherine. And as things got rolling in that process, the investigators found that he actively knew that Lisa, his 24-year-old girlfriend, was schizophrenic and unmedicated. What a fucker. Yeah. So it was revealed that he knew that. He knew she was unstable. And that's 100% why he leaned into that relationship for his plan. So his trial for Catherine's murder was scheduled for August of 2017. But then his defense lawyers were like, um, 
hey, he asked for a lawyer several times during his questioning and was not granted one. So everything should be thrown out. Oh. Because they're, it's like, yeah, legally, his entire interview with them should be thrown out. Yeah. But that's when he confessed he was dating Lisa. Oh. And that's the only reason they knew to investigate Lisa. And And get everything. They got her confession because of that. And so the defense is like, all that needs to be thrown out. There needs to be no confession of anything. And then they would just be at square one, though. Yeah. But yeah. Legally, everything should be thrown out. And so it was scheduled for August of 2017. And the defense is like, nope, those cops fucking sucked. And the judge was like, yep. They didn't follow the law. And it was all filmed. That whole interview where he asked for a lawyer three times and was denied twice was filmed. Scots are fucking dumb. Yeah. But, uh, so that all got thrown out. And they were like, that whole interview with Lisa needs to be suppressed. That can't be used against him. And the prosecutors were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can prove that we would have found Lisa through the other routes and still gotten this confession anyways. Because if they can't do that, they got nothing. So everything's getting delayed. So it's she was murdered in 2014. It's 2017 when he was supposed to go to trial. Everything gets delayed. And the prosecutors are like... We could have still found this information. Let's not throw out everything. We would have found Lisa either way. Let's not throw out her confession because that's some bullshit. And eventually everything's going on and on and on. And Michael's lawyer works some magic and gets him a second degree murder plea. Oh. Second degree murder. But that's crappy yeah obviously it was first degree murder he planned the whole yeah thing. he planned this shit for sure he took advantage of another human being that was very vulnerable and he knew that he could get away with that yeah and he handed over his emails that proved a lot of things so he knew he was going to be prosecuted for something so he said he knew what he was fucking doing yeah so he settled for a second degree murder charge and he pled guilty he admitted that he arranged the whole thing And at his sentencing, he apologized to Catherine's family and said that he would do anything he could to bring her back. Oh, oh, okay. It's a little late, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So he was sentenced to 35 years. Um, Lisa (sighs) also pled guilty. Obviously, she confessed everything as soon as they arrested her. Yeah. Um... She got a plea deal because she was willing to testify against Michael and tell them everything. And she was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Dang. Um, the prosecutor or judge, I don't remember who, made a point of giving him more time than her because he's the one who planned everything. Yeah, he was the fucking mastermind. And if it weren't for him, Catherine would still be alive today. Yeah. But she still got 30 years because she stabbed a woman to death. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it. Yeah, no, and she was willing to, she at least was willing to admit to everything she did. Yeah. Because I think she got medicated again and was like, holy shit. 
I'm a fucking terrible person. What did I do? Oh, my God. Um, During her hearing, she told the court that after she stabbed Catherine, so Catherine was sleeping and she stabbed her, and then Catherine woke up. Oh. And, and Lisa was like, can you ever forgive me? Oh, God. And Lisa said that. I think I said it wrong. Lisa was like, can you ever forgive me? And Catherine was like, yes. And Just don't fucking kill me. That was too late. Uh. Um, Like, she stabbed her several times, and then Catherine woke up, and Lisa was like, can you ever forgive me? And she was like, yes. And then uh. Lisa waited there for at least half an hour. To make sure Catherine was dead before she left. Oh, God. And she admitted to all that at her sentencing after she pled guilty. And at her sentencing, Catherine's father, who was also a devout Mormon, told Lisa that he forgave her and their whole family forgave her. And they just hoped she could find God and peace or whatever. And. How, uh, I mean, I get that there's, like, a process, and yeah, she was off her medication, but I don't know if I could, I mean, I hope I'm never in that situation, oh, but if I was, like, if someone killed, like, Aaron, my husband, yeah. and then they were like, oh, forgive me, I'm like, excuse me? Fuck right off. Like, I... No, I don't. I I guess I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not a big enough person. I'd be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. But again, maybe I wouldn't because I do understand the mental health aspect because I struggle with my own mental health, so I get it. But I don't so hard. No, because on one hand, for my own mental health, I know I need to come to some sort of. Ex- Okay, I'm pretending. Some sort of acceptance, yeah. So I'm just thinking in, like, vagueness in the story of strangers. I'm like, I know I need to come to some sort of acceptance to move on and have a healthy life. But then I add in, like, if someone murdered one of my babies, I don't know if I'd be capable of that. I think I would just be fucking wrecked as a human being. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know? Like, if you... put it in personal terms like if somebody murdered you in like a very personal way because they wanted to fuck your husband i don't think i could ever forgive that person for taking you away from me as much as i know that might help me live the rest of my life comfortably i don't know if i could do it yeah i that's a hard thing because i don't know Because I get it, like, yeah, maybe just the peace of mind and just, like, well, there's nothing you you can do at this point, you know? Like, the deed is done. Like, don't dwell on it. But, fuck. Yeah, it's hard to lose anyone. And I feel like the more death you've dealt with in your life, possibly the easier time you're going to have deal, like, making that. Yeah. That, like, your process is... Like, you're always going to hurt for that person, but your life is going to go on. And maybe if it's, you've lost a lot of people, you can make that more easily as, like, tough as that sounds. You're still going to miss them and hurt as much, but I've lost a lot of family members. Not a lot of close family members, but I've lost a couple close people, and it doesn't make losing someone easier. 
but it does help with realizing the grieving process and realizing how much just like keeping that person in your memory helps you to move forward in your own life and is what they would want, I guess. But also if someone brutally murdered one of my children. Yeah. Nope. 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 nope, I'm done. Like, Like there's no moving on past that. Nope. 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 Like I can't, I can't think about that. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to, like, I don't have that aspect, but I mean, uh, well, and even like your fucking baby nephew. Oh, I would, yeah. Right, uh, like that's harsher than even your spouse, right? Like, is that yeah? Just their innocence. Babies are innocence. Yeah. I feel bad that I think I would have a harsher reaction for my children than my spouse, but I don't care. That I don't know if that's the mama in me. Like, I I would lose my fucking mind. Well, it is it is a completely different thing because, like you said, that. Children are just so innocent and yeah. helpless. Yeah. You know? Well, like, it's my job to protect them. Yeah. And if something happened to them, they didn't deserve it. They didn't ask for it. They didn't plot anything. They didn't have any relationships to betray. Or not that Catherine did. She did nothing yeah. wrong. She did absolutely nothing wrong. So I don't understand how her dad forgives her murderer. Yeah, but I don't get that. That's but just him being bigger than me, I guess. But I, Yeah, 100%. Oh. I feel the same way because I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know about it. But I mean, I I don't know. You would be enraged if one of my babies was murdered. Oh, yeah. Like maybe not as grief. You would be pretty fucking grief stricken. Yeah. Not as much as me, but like also like it's just so fucking unfair and personal and close to home. Like you don't have kids, but you can understand the fucking heartache of a child yeah, no, absolutely. that you love. So, like, I don't know what point I'm trying to make, but don't murder people's babies, whether yeah. they're adults or children. Catherine deserved nothing that happened to her. Yeah, she was. She got the shit into the stick, she for sure. She had a shitty sex addict husband. That guy. Didn't want a divorce and wanted her $400,000 life insurance policy. Which is not even that much money at no, the end of the day. Not like at maybe all. you pay off all your debt and then you get back in debt because you're some selfish bastard who thinks you just, the world disturbs deserves you something. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. I feel bad for Lisa. I do too. She was very young and she was in a vulnerable place. I appreciate that she admitted to everything. Yeah, and didn't, like, work with try the to be, like, eh. prosecutors and make sure he got his justice. Yeah. But I feel bad for her because she'll be in her... 50s, 60s? Late 50s, early 60s. Like yeah. Late 50s by the time she gets released. And what do you do then, you know? Yeah. Especially because, like, she but, probably didn't have, like, a career at 24 i mean yeah, maybe some people do plan, though. yeah and then you just go to prison and you just lose everything and then you have to start all over and and they say when you get out of prison you're mentally the same age you are you were when you went into prison so wow. she's gonna come out at 59 thinking like a 24 year old because she never experienced 30 years of life 
And boy, how different is the world going to be when she gets out, if she gets out from the time when she got in? Yeah. And hopefully he never gets out, but he could too. He was like 40 and he got sentenced to 35 years. But if he gets good behavior or whatever, he could get released after 17 years or something if they go easy on him. And then he's only 50 something. That's not very old. No, it's not. And if she gets out early, she's only mid-40s, not late-50s. But still, what the fuck do you do? And he shouldn't be released because he's a fucking narcissist monster. And he had all the other shit, like child pornography and all that stuff. Like, no. So what I read and heard about him was, like, I don't know how those... So he got sentenced, like, 10 years for those things. For it through the court martial, and he didn't have to serve those ten years before his trial for the murder. So I don't know if they add on top of each other. They fucking oh, better, or if it's concurrent. They better make. Yeah, him they serve better fucking add it. Fucking ten years before serving his thirty-five years for murder. Yeah, Jesus because Christ, that that is two different things. That shouldn't be concurrent with anything. Like. No. Like he needs should. to serve that time for being a nasty piece no, of shit. Should be consecutive. The one we don't. Want. No, consecutive is we the one we want because concurrent would be together. Oh, I thought consecutive. I don't know. I just wanted to rot, basically. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that was a sad story. Yeah, that was a sad. Okay, let's see. Concurrent means multiple things are happening at the same time. So consecutive means multiple things are happening one after the other. Okay, cool. We want him to be consecutive, not concurrent. I don't know why it sounds differently in my head. To Like, consecutive sounds like at the same time to me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I get really confused between those words because I'm like, they both sound like it's happening at the same time. Yeah. I guess I need to be a better crime fan. <laughs> Well, I was I was questioning it. I had to Google it to be sure. I appreciate you doing that. <laughs> I'm like, I think I know what I'm talking about, but let me Google. Good old Google, just in case. So anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Next week we'll be in... H-I Indiana? <laughs> Illinois? I... Illinois, probably. Uh, Idaho. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Idaho. Nah. Sorry, Idaho. I skipped. I was like, there's no I-J-K. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I said Indiana, Illinois. So those are next. Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa. Those are all the I's. Yep. Um, so I get Idaho. Small state. Yeah, we'll see what I come up with. My Georgia one was super fun. I was very impressed with myself with that one. No, Georgia was way fun. So I, posted I don't early. think I'll top that. but <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. I don't have any jokes or anything fun this week. Me neither. Bye. Bye. Bye.